Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks so much for being with us today. And I'm looking forward to the show. I want to remind you listeners that Every single one of our shows gets put on a podcast and is out there on your favorite platform, whether that's Apple, Google Play Music. Um, I'm very excited. We are on, we're one of the first to be on the Amazon Music platform, which is a brand new thing, Jim, that just came out. So, it's because of how well I sing. Uh, no, we're not a music show. We're going to stay <laughs> okay. a talk show, but okay. they call it Amazon Music. So, <laughs> okay. so check us out there. Subscribe. And um, if you would be so kind as to make a... Um, a a positive comment? A comment. <laughs> Rate and review. That would be very excellent. We thank you so much. So I work for him on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right. Here's the deal. When you're out in the marketplace, you may have noticed something. A, a change. When I first entered the marketplace, Christians didn't make themselves known, with one exception. In Minneapolis, where I grew up, where there was a trend of people to use Christianity as an inroad to close business deals. However, most of the people who did that were the kind of people you didn't want to do business with. Now, people don't claim to be Christians unless they really are. And the real Christians in the marketplace today rarely use Jesus to sell anything. It's the Jesus in them that attracts people to buy from them the Christian business person. This is a remarkable change over the last 34 years. How did it happen? It started with guys like Howard Oaks from Garden Grove, California. He saw a need for discipleship for Christian small business owners. Instead of asking a church pastor to do it, he just started the Christian network groups on his own. Let's hear the story from Howard himself. Howard, who's in transition from Garden Grove, California to somewhere west of Austin, Texas. Howard Oaks, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, folks. I appreciate the opportunity to, to share my life experience in this area and hope it'll be of value to people who, uh, who listen. I think what's going to be fun, Howard, is that, you know, a lot of times we interview people who've got things rock solid going on in their lives. They know exactly where God's putting them. And you're in this spot today where yeah, you're not really sure what's next, but you've seen what God has done with you in California, and you're hoping that God can use you in that same way or slightly different in Texas. But before we get to all of that about ChristianNetworkGroups.com, we always ask this question, why did you become a Jesus follower? Uh, I was fortunate. I was raised in a pretty good, darn good home. I had a father who was, uh, I would say, a, a fairly strong Christian. My mom was not, but she was very matter of fact about it. So there was not a fight about it or any tension. Um, of course, we, we got up every Sunday and went to church, got my best suit on as a kid, and we went to the Presbyterian church. And unfortunately, at that time, even my dad recognized that uh, the division of the Presbyterian church was starting to get a little more liberal, and he didn't like that, and they stopped preaching the gospel. And as we know today, the Presbyterian Church does have a split, Presbyterian Church of America and the Presbyterian Church USA. So he took us out of that, and he said, I'm going to a Baptist church. So we went to a little Baptist church out in the San Fernando Valley and went there for a number of years, and I earned all my little points, got my little pins for being there every single week for like three years straight. Um, But again, it was just, it was routine. It was uh, liturgy. It was nothing that really created an, a reason for me to be a Christian. Um, so I finally grew up, rebelled a little bit, not too much, just kind of made myself indifferent. 
got into a, a fell in with a, a friend who became a good friend and he was a roommate and he was primarily a, as a non-believer he was still a very good effect on me and I, I found a church that met on the beach in pacific palisades Perfect. that's all they did they didn't have a building so we they trucked the speakers and everything down there every week and i just loved the people and God, meeting on the beach, that's very cool for a young, you know, early 20-year-old guy. So uh, I, I reaccepted the Lord and got baptized in um, March of 1980. Um, I actually got baptized in the ocean in March. Not a pleasant thing to do. True sacrifice. That's the ocean off the West Coast is always a tough one. All right, so that's fantastic. So I love the fact that, that literally your roommate led you to Christ, even though he wasn't really a solid believer, just one of those good guys, but finding that local church. Have you ever gone back and thanked that roommate for the influence he had on your life? I am still in touch with him. I lived with him seven years. We moved together from 78, to, or almost eight years, 78 to 86. I just saw him a few weeks ago. Um, he's still, he's half Jewish. His mother was Jewish. His father wasn't, but he's just, he's still indifferent. And actually my other best friend, Larry, who I've had a nice chat with too, he's also Jewish. And he's he's still they're kind of indifferent. They're just God has not chosen to to pick on them uh, in this area. Oh, so gotta, I've been working for on those for forty years, but you know we'll see what happens. It's not so, my job. <laughs> there there you go. Keep living out what you are doing, and that's one of the things that we'll talk about. You know, we always talk about on I work for him is living out where God has you and doing it authentically, and mm-hmm. um, it will attract people when you know, and God will prick their hearts. So fast forward, so you. You got baptized in the the cold March ocean in California. And now where are you, what has God done and in this creation of the Christian network groups? And I I realize that you're in some transition because of moving, but what, what is it that God has you doing with the Christian network? And what led you to do it? Well, I, I, I was led to do it for several reasons. Number one, I was going to your typical networking group for business. And I just found them to be um, a little lacking. Good people, a lot of, even some Christian people in there, but they, you know, they didn't emphasize Christ at all. They didn't say, "What does the Bible say about this?" Mm-hmm. You know, I really wanted to challenge myself and them to what the Bible says. Well, I couldn't do that in a secular group. I wasn't going to get anywhere with that. So after a year, I said, "I'm, I'm I don't want to do this anymore." So I, I decided, "Hey, Debbie, I can, and my wife, I, I can start a, my own service. Why not? I'll just ask a bunch of small." business people and we'll get together. And so for about a year, I did that uh, with eight, 10, 12, sometimes 15 people. Uh, then I decided to make a small business out of it before I was doing it for free. And so we started doing the CNG, Christian Network Groups. I charged them a small fee and uh, gave them a lot of information and material that I could uh, get my hands on, have them look at and talk to smarter people than I am. And because uh, I was still kind of learning as I go. And that's how it developed about seven years ago. Plus, I had a, a friend who I, I think I've mentioned to you before, uh, Lee Ray Heine, and uh, well, he's got windows of heaven, but he was a brilliant businessman for 15 years, made a lot of money, and then one guy, one day God took his business away from him. Just boom, like within a year. And he's he's really taught me to stay, to view work as worship, and how as small business people, we really have to do a lot more than we're doing uh, to uh, emphasize Christ in the workplace. Hey, we're talking today with Howard Oaks from ChristianNetworkGroups.com, ChristianNetworkGroups.com. We're going to be right back after we just hear a message about something really cool going on with I Work For Him. 
When I was young, I always dreamed of being on camera because on camera I could always make funny faces and be ridiculous. YouTube is that dream. There are tons of iWorkFriend videos out there on YouTube, each one designed to help you unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. I work for him. That's I work, the number four, him. Hey, we're back with Howard Oaks from ChristianNetworkGroups.com. ChristianNetworkGroups.com. I love the fact, Howard, that you saw a need. You were in a typical network group, and it just wasn't meeting the need that you had as a Christian business owner. You went off on to also write a book, a practical book uh, about faith and work. Tell us about that book that you wrote. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, what's that old saying from that movie? What we have here is failure to communicate. No, I did not write a book. Okay. I actually read and consumed Lee Ray Heine's book. Okay. All right. Sorry. I have right, right here called Restoring the Preeminence of Christ in Business, The mm-hmm. Ultimate Unfair Competitive Advantage. Got it. That's that's where I got going. It it was a, it's a workbook, and he's got this is the first module. And he's got a second module, and he just he just challenged me to work my business as a Christian, as a true believer, and it was it, it just made me think a lot more. And he's he's been such a strong emphasis in my life. He's made me a better person. And but I wanted to have a network group. That's not his point in this. Right. His point was just to be a good Christian and be the real the real thing within the framework of business. But me, I wanted to have a networking group where we could share and tell people about Christ, but also obviously tell them about good uh, good people to talk to and do business with. Excellent. So kind of taking what you learned in that discipleship and then teaching it to other people within um, their own businesses so that they don't experience what Jim said in his intro where he said, you know, you wanted to run the other way when somebody said, well, I'm a Christian and do that, business with me, do business with me. So, like, so what, no. what kind of God impact are you seeing through um, your meetings with the Christian network groups? It's really interesting. It, it's a little bit of everything. I, I originally thought I would want to do mainly business with Christians, but not exclusively because it's hard to evangelize when you're mm-hmm. just dealing with Christians. So I actually invited non-Christians to my group who I thought were quality people, who I, I thought shared my values. Sure. If they share my values, even though they don't share my theology, I'm okay with that. They're honest people and I can do business with them. But I really wanted to get people to look at a number of issues. Number one, you can, you can train a person to do any kind of business, pretty much, but you can't always train their character. And if they don't have decent character, biblical Judeo-Christian values, even if it's not by any means perfect, it, it's hard to inculcate that into their, their lifestyle and their brain, uh, even though they're professional at whatever, sales or whatever it happens to be. So when I started, I wanted to do that. But then I realized I had a bigger outreach when I started my newsletter with my wife. We were talking to hundreds of people from our church who weren't business people, and they had needs. Some were homeless. Uh, some didn't have a car, some didn't have money, some didn't have lots of things. And so I was able to take this whole worldview of business and actually uh, thin it out a little bit and spread it out to working with people who are going through a rough time in life. And I know what that's like. I've, I've lived hand to mouth much of my life. So it's not easy. I'm not one of these wealthy Christian businessmen who makes a lot of money and uh, only deals with other wealthy Christian businessmen and women. So I was really very, very feeling very close to those who, who weren't doing well 
and weren't making it. So I wanted to help them too. So it hasn't always been a direct result of my Christian business world, but it's made me, I think, a better person to look at the world and as a better, bigger picture. All right, so going back to uh, what you have seen God do through Christian network groups yeah. there in, uh, in your part of California, what kind of transformation have you seen in the marketplace just on your localized level because of people really hearing how much God loves their work and wants to be involved in their work? Well, the whole concept of, of my group is, is uh, work is worship. Um, we have this funny opinion in the evangelical Christian world that what you do is you work for X amount of years and then you go do full-time Christian ministry. And every time I hear that now, I want to, forgive me, I want to puke <laughs> because if you're not doing full-time Christian ministry within your business, you don't understand what the scriptures teach and you don't understand your value. And what happens is people value, quote, full-time Christian ministry over the marketplace. And what I'm telling people is that, no, you're in full-time Christian ministry. It's just got a different style. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is to realize that everyone you meet out there in the business world, in the secular marketplace, most of them, or better than half of them, probably don't go to a church, and you're the only church, and you're the only Jesus they're ever going to see. And if you don't respond in a way that isn't just business, you have to respond with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior business, then you're not doing your job. And it doesn't mean you have to get in their face. You don't. You prove your worth by your actions. Get close to them. Get to know them. Care about them. Love them. Do things for them for no apparent reason. And hopefully they'll say one day, gee, Howard, you're a great guy. What, why do you always come in early, stay late, or help me out when I ask? Why are you so nice about that? There you go. I can open up the channels and start, start a conversation. Thank you for sharing that. You know, it's um, that really resonates with our hearts, and we hope the listeners are hearing that too, because, you know, that is universal in the sense that, you know, we need to to love Jesus and let others see that love, but sometimes it is it is just walking it out. So you want to- Well, and it really just goes right along with what the I Work for Him Nation covenant is mm-hmm. all about, uh, just making that commitment. So we challenge you, go out to our website, go to iworkforhim.com, iwork, the number four, him.com, and click on the nation flag and become, join the nation. And, and it's not a club you join, it's that commitment to mm-hmm. uh, how you're going to live out your faith and your work, starting by praying for the people that you work alongside each and every day, looking for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires you to do, looking for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace so you can actually have an opportunity to share your faith out through friendship look for ways to pray with people when they're having a rough day but mm-hmm. all along being a person of excellence that's what it means i work for him nation be member of that nation somebody that's really out to change the nation by being able to say i work for him now hmm. you're going through some transition howard oaks you're moving from california and god's got you moving to 100 miles west of austin texas which i would say is sort of central texas sort of central texas that's about four and a half hours into texas so it's not really central yet but talk to us about transitions because it's one thing to know exactly what you're going to do every day here's where i'm heading it's another thing to say lord i'm trusting you what's next one of the ways i keep jim under control is to tell him to go write something it's sometimes the only quiet i get during the day i would love it if you would go and subscribe to our weekly blog so i can keep getting those quiet moments every week i could use more but i will be grateful for at least that one half hour Jim's blog is written from his heart on what our father is speaking loudly to him right now. I think you'll enjoy it. Iworkforhim.com and click on the word blog to subscribe. I give up. <laughs> I am. Uh, I really am trusting God in a way that I have never done before. I have. Um, I've been taught and 
uh, sales and marketing and all that wonderful stuff. But it's what I've done is I've been taught good business, but not necessarily what's good. And so now that I've gone through what, uh, what I've been doing in California, I've wanted to do something similar when I moved to Texas, but I'm also not sure I want to unfold it the way it has been. And so I don't have a clear understanding of what God wants me to do. And I'm hoping he'll give me some, uh, some insight especially when I get there and meet certain people and maybe those will um, maybe will start the flow of me doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. But I want to take the CNG in some form and, and place it also in the area of Texas and Texas. Especially well, let's, let's tell people what CNG is, Howard, because people might not, they might just be tuning okay. into the podcast right now. Christian network groups.com Christian network groups.com. That's what he's referring to when he says CNG. Go ahead. Right. Back, back to you, Howard. Uh, oh, just, just to clarify too. I, I've been going through such a transition that Christian network groups.com is actually offline. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, because <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with anything right now. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm kind of putting a halt to things, going there, setting up, getting my, this is the first house I'll ever own, which is in Texas. I've never owned a house before. And so it's very exciting. And so I've got some basic things to take care of first. But once I get established and feel good about where I'm at, and then I will start up something again where I will hopefully get Christians in the Texas area, which there's quite a few, especially in the in the Kerrville. It's amazing how many Christians there are there. Uh, and get them involved and see if we can do something similar to what I'm doing now. How that's going to transform, I, I just don't know yet. You know, I want to ask you a question because I think there's a lot of people that find themselves in a similar situation where they're in transition and they don't know what's happening, um, especially right now, maybe if they've been displaced or unemployed. Um, but does that mean that you're... Um, loving people and pointing them to Christ should stop? even when you're in transition? I don't think you should stop anytime you're doing anything or doing mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find a way to do God's bidding, uh, whether you're working, you're not working, whether you're making money or not making money. But, but obviously you, you, it takes, it is a little more, it takes a little more effort sometimes because when you're not eating regular, when you don't have a nice place to live, that takes over your life. And uh, it's really hard to look at God and say, God, I know you're in control. I worship you. And I know you're going to do your part. I just need to do mine. Um, that is something that I've, I've really been appealed, appealing to is those people who are a little more in the down and out area who want to mm-hmm. start their own business. Because what has helped me is to realize that I am exactly where they've been for much of my life. So I know they're struggling. I know they're not making much money. I know they're not getting the business they'd like to get and make a living at it. So I can, I think I can help them be at peace with understanding that work is worship. Because I've, I've talked to a guy who was pretty successful, and he said, Howard, I never thought of work as worship. I've been a salesman my whole life, and I've done this, that, and the other thing. I just never thought of it that way. And it's really blossomed him immensely to, to how he does work now. So why don't we close out our podcast today, Howard Oaks, with Christian Network Groups. As you go into transition, you go into this never-never land that God's just saying, hey, just trust me. I'm going to do the whole Abraham thing with Howard and Debbie Oaks. I'm going to send them off to Central Texas. I'm going to just just trust me. Just move move 1,500 miles. Just trust me in all this, Howard Oaks. Yeah. I don't, you don't really know what's there, but speak to the people that you said you can really relate to people who haven't always had every meal to eat. They haven't had a home to own. Things haven't always gone their way. Speak to them about what kind of faith it takes to just put that one foot in front of the other. 
Boy, I tell you, I'm sure not the professional at this. I have, it's taken me, I'm 65 now, and it's taken me <laughs> almost that long to learn. So I know there's a lot of young people out there that think, oh gosh, do I have to wait another 25 or 30 years to, mm-hmm. to get it right? Um, you know, I can't, there's no formula. There's no key. I, I get tired of Christians tying things up into a nice little package. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work. It, uh, what works is a constant and honest conversation with God. And most of the time you need to listen, not talk. And it has made me a better person the last few years. <clears throat> of course, being married also, I want to just push that on some young single people. I didn't get married till I was almost 40. So I've been married now, you know, 25, almost 26 years now. And I, w- I would have been a better person if I'd gotten married a little earlier. But I did not grow up until I was in my mid-30s. Right. And if I had gotten more married in my 20s, I think I would have been able to do more than I have done. And that would have helped me. So I would say a number of things. Just like they tell you to, you, to be a success in the world, you need to first, you know, get married and then have children. <laughs> Don't have children and then get married. And you'll be fine if you just stick with whatever job you think God has you in. And it's okay to change jobs, even if it's several times over your lifetime, because you don't know where God leads you and you don't know why he's putting you there. Mm. And he doesn't know why he's making you suffer even for a while, but he's, he is going to control and just trust that he will work it out. Cause we, I read the end of the book. We win. That's right. That's Amen. right. Howard, we're out of time, but I just want to like, you know what? We're going to pray for you right now on the podcast. We don't get to do that very Please. often, but you and Debbie are on an adventure and we're going to lift you up before the Lord right now. Father, we just lift up Howard and Debbie Oaks, and we just ask that you would lay just a path, just be a lamp under their feet and a light under their path as they head off to West Texas. God, may they be used in ways that they can't even ask or imagine. Lord, may they be great ministers in Kerrville, Texas. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Howard Oaks with ChristianNetworkGroups.com. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers in our workplace. It's our mission field. But ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at IWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online IWorkForHim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.